Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. And welcome to episode 140 of the English with Kirsty podcast. And today I have two quick announcements before I start. The first one is for any teachers who are listening to this podcast. Uh, my second book is out and it's available and you can get it on Amazon and iBooks and various places like that. Um, if you're interested in me sharing some of the things that I've learned through my time as an online English teacher. If you're thinking about setting up an online English teaching business or you already have an online English teaching business and you want some tips for um, some of the more practical aspects of running that kind of business, then you may be interested in my book. Um, it's called Achieving Results Online with Adult Language Learners, um, but it's probably just easier to look for my name, which is Kirsty Major, if you want to find out more about that. Um, I will also include a link to it on the show notes page, which is englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 140. Um, so I'll, I'll add the information there. And you can also use the form on that page to communicate with me if you want to say anything about the podcast or the book or anything you'd like to see in, in future episodes. Um, or you can also sign up for English with Kirsty News on there because not everything that makes it onto the podcast, um, not everything that happens on the website comes onto the podcast. So um, there are other things as well that are in the newsletter which you may find useful. And that goes for the learners too, of course, because the, the newsletter is mainly for learners. Um, there is one small section in it for teachers every month, but it's primarily for learners. So if you're interested in that, then you can also sign up on the form, which is on englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 140. Also on there you will find a link to my interview resources page. Um, it's a CV and interview resources page. I'm going to be talking about something today which is related to um, giving an interview in English, a job interview. Um, but if you want more information about that, if you're thinking about changing your job or applying for a new job, that kind of thing, or even just getting your CV in order for when you do want to apply for a new job, then there are lots of resources on that page and because it's something that I've talked about in various places on the site I have made a list for you so you can see what's there and which things are relevant for you. So I'll link that also through from the um, the show notes page for this episode so if you want to get some further reading or listening then you can do that as well. But today, that's a very long introduction, but today we're going to be talking about interviews and something that's becoming increasingly popular for people to be asked to do, and that's to give a presentation as part of their interview. Um, perhaps more for higher level jobs, I think, but it's still something that you, you may find that you need to do. Um, sometimes people are asked to present their own information. Sometimes people are given a, a slide deck and, and asked to present that. Um, I have been working with recently with somebody who was um, preparing for this kind of presentation. So some of these tips are really fresh in my mind, which is why I decided to write a blog post and um, do this podcast episode on the subject. Um, incidentally, if you also want to read the blog post, I will link that from the show notes page as well. So if you want to see these tips listed out in written form, they will be on the show notes page. 
So um, the point here is a lot of these tips would be relevant if you were giving a presentation anyway, but some of them are more specific to this particular activity where the presentation forms part of your interview. So there's usually an interview panel watching the presentation, seeing how you present, so what information you know and how you present that information. And that can be nerve wracking because, you know, some people, a lot of people find speaking in front of others quite nerve wracking anyway. And if you know it's part of your interview and whether or not you get the job depends on how well you do this presentation, that can be extra pressure. So preparation is key here because if you're better prepared, then there won't be as many unpleasant surprises you know you, you'll feel good that you've done all you can to prepare for going into this situation so I've got 11 tips for you and I'm just going to go through them now so number one um, check your own material so it may be that you're just doing a presentation with no visual aids no slides or anything like that but even then I would get somebody else to listen to it um, preferably somebody who knows about it but it doesn't have to be because they can anyone can comment on the way you deliver if if it makes sense what you're saying um how fast you're speaking how clearly you're speaking if it makes sense as you move from one part to the next part or does it feel like you're jumping around all over the place so get feedback from someone else before you go into the interview is always a good thing and especially if you do have slides if they're your slides then Ask somebody to look at them as well, whether you're a native speaker or if, you know, whether English is, is not your first language, it's OK to get other people to have a look at what you're doing. Um, I do it regularly for people who are not learners of English. <laughs> um, and it's it's just normal that if you've been working on something for a long time, you, you may not see the mistakes that a fresh pair of eyes would see. So it's fine to get somebody to, to help with it, to read it through to listen to you presenting it you know don't be afraid to ask for help because this is important this is your interview and there should be someone that can can help with that uh, number two uh, don't put all of your information on the slide this is a general presentation tip and people try to cram so much detail onto each slide that that's not helpful because people get distracted reading it and then they um they don't listen to you basically so they, um, reading the slide can be quite distracting if all of your information is on there and if all of the information is on there what, what point are you you know what are you adding to the presentation you're you're not really because they could read it without your being there so so don't make yourself redundant by putting all the information on the slide number three um, if it isn't your material, if you've been given something by the company that you have to present in the interview, then make sure you understand it. And don't skim over things that you don't really understand because you may be asked questions about them. Uh, if there's something that's not clear, then research it. Try to find information online or, you know, find somebody who can explain what that means or go into the interview as well prepared as you can be because um, part of the test with this is that you that you have learned about this information, you know what you're doing with it. Um, if it's something that you could have looked up beforehand and just you didn't really bother, then that doesn't look so good for you. Number four, uh, make notes, but don't rely on them. So you probably won't be able to memorize the whole thing and do it off by heart. I know some people do. It's like when they, 
you know, like in drama lessons at school, you learn your script and you then you present or then you, you act the, the part knowing your lines. Not everybody can do that, but it's important that if you do have notes, they're just bullet points. And you're not reading the whole thing because if you're reading, you'll look down and you can probably hear that I'm doing that now. It's your voice doesn't project project as well. And also people know that you're just hiding behind your notes. Um, so those those small cards are good because it's not like having a big A4 piece of paper to hide behind. So if you can write it on card, that's good. Um, or, you know, some people just put a couple of notes on their phone. Whatever it is, don't don't hide behind a massive folder or something when you're giving your presentation. And the best way to do it is not to be reading from it. So, yeah, have notes so you don't forget things um, and that will help you It probably make you feel a bit more relaxed. But don't just read your notes because that does sound a bit boring as well. There are a few people, I know a couple of people who can read from notes and make it not sound like they're reading from notes, but that is a harder skill than actually working from bullet points if you can train yourself to do it. Oh. Okay, number five. Oh, the other thing about number four is if you're looking at your notes, you can't look at your audience and that's that's not great either. So, you know, try to, to look around and, and smile at people. Number five, know your audience. So either know who will be there or know what role they're going to be playing. It might be a role play um, presentation or it might be just, you know, they are themselves. Whatever it is, you need to know that because it will shape how you pitch it. So what level is it? Are you talking to high level managers? Are you talking to people with knowledge of the subject but no knowledge of your particular products? Are you talking to people who have no knowledge of the subject and the test is, can you make some complicated information understandable for people who have never heard of it before? So, you know, find out what the point of this presentation is and because that will be important when it comes to how you present the information and, and what level you pitch it at. Because if you're explaining things to people who, um, who you know already know this information, then that's that's the wrong level. It's it's too low for them. But also, if you go the other way and and talk to everybody like they know as much as you do, when they are supposed to be new people or new customers, something like that, then that that isn't right either. So just find out what exactly the the point of the presentation is. Number six, know how long the presentation should be and try and keep to that. So make sure you've got enough material. If it's supposed to be twenty minutes and you're done in five, then that's 15 minutes wasted opportunity. Um, it doesn't need to be exactly to the minute, but try to run through it at home. Be aware that you'll probably speak a bit faster when you're not at home because at home you're a bit more relaxed. Um, and sometimes when people are nervous, they, they get faster. So it may take a bit less time when you actually do it. But think about how long it's going to take. And if there are questions, yeah, include some time for them. But think realistically you need to spend most of the time doing the presentation not hoping for questions unless it's a you've been told that there'll be lots of questions so just think about that make sure you fill the time but also make sure you don't have too much if it's supposed to be 10 minutes and you're still going after half an hour that isn't ideal either because it shows that you didn't read the brief properly or you didn't pay attention to what you were supposed to be doing so just be aware of the time Number seven, if there is a question and answer session afterwards, think about what kind of questions you're likely to be asked. And if English isn't your native language, think about this in English, because this is where you'll identify some vocabulary that you might need. 
And if you do the thinking and note taking in English, you won't have to keep switching between languages, but you'll also identify any gaps with any words you might need to look up or any things that you find difficult to explain in English, because then you can practice doing that. Um, you won't be able to anticipate every question, but think about the kind of things that you would ask if you watch this presentation. What kind of things would you want to know about or what kind of things might be relevant for the role? or relevant from your past experience. So try to see it from a different point of view and, and think of what they may ask you. It may be a complete waste of time because they may ask something completely different. But if you've prepared for something that they do ask, then you're going to feel good about it. Number eight, try to be memorable in a good way. And I don't mean do something crazy. I mean something that they will like, um, some piece of information. Like if you've got a statistic, you know, can you find something similar that, that will stay in people's minds, like a, a, something that they can picture? Um, have you got a story that really gets the point across? Um, I think you should be careful with humour because your idea of what's funny may not be the same as what somebody else thinks is funny. So I'm always a bit kind of... A bit cautious with humour in a job interview, but certainly things that are memorable in a good way, because you may have the interview panel there. Um, they may have seen this presentation or something similar lots of times, once for each candidate. And you want them to remember your presentation as one that stood out in, in a positive way. Number nine, keep people engaged. Um, how you do it is, is up to you. You can be interactive. You can ask questions. You can give people something to think about and then come back to it at the end. You can make it clear what you want them to do as a result of seeing this presentation. There are lots of things you can do, but make it relevant to the people that are watching and, and try and keep them engaged and on board. Number 10, your voice is important. So it's not just the content, it's the way you deliver it. So if you're too quiet or you sound like you're going to sleep, or you speak too quickly so nobody has a chance to understand what you're saying. You know, everything is important. You know, They need to be able to hear what you're saying. It needs to be clear. Um, you need to take, give them time to think. So if you rush through it really fast, you're also stopping them from considering what you're actually saying. You need to sound interested. And if you can smile, that's a good thing as well, because then you can hear a smile sometimes. And you can also hear a really grumpy face it's not just visually you can you can tell some things about people's facial expressions by how they speak so you know be aware of that and try to be be yourself you know like sometimes people that are learning another language for example um get really quiet when they're not naturally really quiet that's something that i used to do um you know just try to try to be yourself and to use your voice in a way that that works for you that, that makes the presentation better. And number 11, we're talking about smiles, but yes, yeah, smile, because smiling is good. Um, I don't mean you should have like a fake smile all the way through and, and grin at everyone, because that's kind of disconcerting. But, you know, try to smile, because even if it's a serious conversation, a serious presentation, if you smile, then you look a bit more approachable, a bit more friendly, and people naturally respond to that. Um, and also you get, I read when I was looking about the effects of smiling, um, smiling releases um, endorphins and what's the other one, um, serotonin that are actually good for you um, because they can help to release 
stress, they make you feel happier, they're like positive things. So you will actually feel better if, if you smile. Um, that would be good for you too. So 11 things. If you want to run through them again, you can obviously listen to the podcast again, or you can have a look at the article that lists them out, which again, you'll find at englishwithkirstie.com slash podcast slash episode 140. And additionally, if you are preparing for an interview, I do offer an interview service. So this is one of the paid services. Um, And there's one for CVs in English, and there's one for interviews. So I'll also add the link to those onto the show notes page. Um, There's a lot of general information on the website for people who want to read or or listen to information about preparing for job interviews. But if you want some specific one-to-one help, then that is also a service that I offer. So if you're interested in that, again, go through to the show notes page, or you can go to englishwithkirsty.com slash career, and you'll find it there. So I hope that was useful. Have a good week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.